Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello. This week, I'm going to talk about virus infections and how they can make your asthma worse. Now, first, a reminder to please make my day and follow me, and also to share these podcasts if you do find them helpful. So people with asthma often suffer from asthma attacks that happen when you get a cold or a virus infection, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So to start with, it's important to know that some people are more prone to having asthma attacks than others. Now, these asthma attacks are triggered or started by different factors. And one of the most important things that makes you more susceptible to having asthma attacks or more likely to have an asthma attack is if your underlying ongoing asthma is poorly controlled. In other words, if the underlying process, the inflammation of asthma, is not completely suppressed by medication which is aimed at um, preventing asthma flare-ups. One of the ways that you can tell if your asthma is poorly controlled is if you've had an asthma attack in the last 12 months. And another way of telling, of course, is if you're having ongoing symptoms and needing to use your relief inhaler frequently. And by frequently, that means more than twice a week. 
So in this podcast, I'm going to talk about virus infections, and particularly the virus that causes the common cold. That's the rhinovirus. And this is one of the most common causes of asthma attacks. The best description I've ever read about what happens in people with asthma during an attack was described in 2008 by a pediatric specialist colleague, Dr. Stan Zeffler in America. And Dr. Zeffler said that an asthma attack was like an eruption of a volcano, where someone with asthma has increased underlying inflammation, that is what happens in poorly controlled asthma, and then you're exposed to a trigger of asthma, mainly a virus infection, and that results in increased inflammation, increased tightening of your airways in the lungs, and increased twitchiness or irritability of the airways. And this combination of factors leads to what Dr. Zeffler described as an eruption similar to a volcano eruption. Okay, so let's start with increased underlying airway inflammation. What causes this? Some of the factors that increase the inflammation due to asthma are not preventable, and others can be prevented. Now, these factors that can be prevented are called modifiable risk factors. Now, some preventable or modifiable risk factors include the following. Not taking your prescribed preventer medication. These are usually the inhaled corticosteroids. Now, that assumes that you've been prescribed a preventer inhaler, of course. Another common factor putting you at risk of an attack is whether you're using your inhaler correctly. If there's a problem with your technique, the drug can't get into your lungs where it has to work. So you might need a different kind of inhaler, or you might need a spacer to attach to your inhaler. In either event, if you're not sure how to use your inhaler, you should consult your doctor or asthma-trained nurse to check that. Other preventable factors include exposure to fumes, particularly cigarette smoke or vape smoke, which could make your asthma worse by causing more inflammation. So those are some of the things that you can deal with yourself. There are some other preventable factors that your doctor or asthma-trained nurse can help with. These include ensuring that you've got a written personal asthma action plan and also that you have a good quality asthma review after you have an asthma attack. And the idea of this is because an asthma attack is a signal that something serious has gone wrong and the reason for having a checkup after that attack is to identify any modifiable risk factors that were present before you had the attack. In other words, which could have caused the attack and to deal with these. So you should ask for a review after an attack if your doctor has not invited you for one. Some other examples of uh, factors that could increase the risk of an asthma attack include, for example, pregnancy. If you're pregnant and you've got asthma, you're at risk of having an asthma attack. And so you're somebody that should have preventive medication and should be using it regularly. If you've got an allergic problem, for example, allergy to house dust mite or hay fever or allergy to pollen, which could cause um, inflammation during seasons, or in the case of house dust mite, could cause inflammation throughout the year. 
and this could be one of the causes of increased underlying inflammation that Dr. Zeffler described in his volcano effect. So if you, for example, got house dust mite allergy, you'll have underlying inflammation present most of the year if you're not being treated for that. And that, plus a trigger factor, could lead to that effect where you get an explosion of lots of different things happening to cause an asthma attack. Other medical conditions like obesity, acid reflux, and some abnormalities in your blood could also make you more susceptible to asthma attacks. Another group of people who are more likely to get virus infections are people with diseases that affect their immune system. These are diseases which weaken your ability or reduce your ability to fight infection, and that includes diabetes or someone who's on treatment that suppresses their immune system. So how do virus infections, in particular the common cold, cause asthma attacks? Now there are lots of different virus infections, some of which can be serious like COVID and some that can clear up on their own within a week or two without many complications. Another infection that could be potentially serious is flu or influenza. And this is an infection that's known to cause problems in the winter. And all countries have vaccination programs for those people who are at risk of having a bad flu infection. And this includes people with asthma. So do take the vaccinations up if they're offered by your doctor. And those are the vaccinations for flu and COVID particularly. The common cold virus is called the rhinovirus. And that's one of the ones that's often responsible for causing infections, which are often in the autumn or the fall, the so-called September asthma attack effect, when children go back to school after their summer holidays. That's why a group in the UK have organised a yearly um, week of asthma education, and this is called the Ask About Asthma Week. If you're a health care professional, look out for the Ask About Asthma Week advertising, usually around about August every year in the United Kingdom. So these virus infections usually start with a runny nose and a cough. You may have aches and pains, you might have a sore throat, you might have a raised temperature, a headache, or even an earache. Now you might try medicine to, to reduce your temperature, or one for pain. And that may help to settle your symptoms from the infection. If this doesn't help, or if symptoms get worse, you may have seen your doctor, who would tell you what they think the diagnosis is. And if they've diagnosed a common cold or a virus infection, general advice would include something for pain, something for temperature, lots of fluids to drink, and possibly steam inhalation. These would in many cases clear up the infection. Clearly, if you have symptoms like this and they're getting worse, or they're not improving, you should see your doctor, because you might be developing an asthma attack. Importantly, you should know that in most cases, antibiotics are not helpful for these kind of infections, and your doctor will probably explain that to you. Now, if you have asthma... These colds could and often do result in an asthma attack. And one of the ways to tell if colds affect your asthma, if you find 
that you get asthma symptoms, that's coughing or wheezing or breathing trouble. You might get all three of those or you might only get one of those symptoms, which last more than a week after you've had a cold. The point is that in most people, colds will clear up after a week. But if you've got asthma, the ongoing symptoms after a virus infection has cleared up are mainly due to your asthma and not the virus infection. So if you notice that you're getting colds which are going onto your chest or which are lasting more than a week and you've got asthma, you should see your doctor or asthma-trained nurse. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com and ask if you have any modifiable risk factors that can be fixed. If you haven't been diagnosed with asthma and you find that colds go onto your chest or that your symptoms do continue for more than a week after a cold, you may have asthma and you should talk to your doctor or asthma nurse to see whether you do in fact have asthma or not. Important thing is, as I said earlier, the biggest risk for an asthma attack is if you've got underlying inflammation present, bubbling away under the surface. And so if you've got asthma and you haven't been diagnosed, you won't be on treatment, and so your chances of having an attack would be greatly increased. I'm just going to explain a little bit about anatomy of your airways. Your airways include the upper airways and the lower airways. The upper airways include your nose, your mouth, and your upper air passages at the top of the lungs, and that's your trachea or windpipe. And the lower airways involve the airways, which are the bronchi, those are the tubes which branch out from your main trachea, and they branch out into air sacs within the lungs. So these are also called the bronchioles and the alveoli. Now respiratory infections, these viral infections, can involve the upper airways, the lower airways, or both the upper and the lower airways. So what happens if you get a virus infection in your airways? There are two things that happen. The infection causes inflammation, and that stimulates release of cells from your blood that can cause your upper airways or lower airways or both to react. These blood cells, which are white blood cells, um, including eosinophils and neutrophils, collect in the air passages, and they do two things. 
They cause substances to be released which irritate your air passages further. And this includes, for example, histamine, which you've probably heard of because you take antihistamine tablets to fight these sorts of reactions. And they also can block up the airways. So you might be collecting lots of extra mucus or phlegm in your nose or coughing it up. So this results in swelling and irritation of those areas in your airways, which also causes blockage or obstruction of those airways. Now the other thing that the virus can do directly is it can cause irritation and swelling inside your lungs. Now that infection might only affect your nose in some cases with runny or blocked nose, or it might also affect the lungs with breathing difficulty and coughing and wheezing. Now at the beginning of an infection, you might only have symptoms in your nose, and this might clear up on its own. If you've got asthma, these types of virus infections can lead to an asthma attack. And as I said, in children this often happens when they return to school after the summer holidays. So while asthma attacks can come on very suddenly, these are called acute asthma attacks, in the case of virus infections, these attacks usually take days or even weeks to develop. And that's the most important message on this podcast, really. And that is that asthma attacks caused by virus infections can come on slowly. And the key point is that if you can recognize this and start taking action early, and that's action according to your asthma management plan, which has been provided by your doctor, then you could prevent an attack. Similarly, if you're a healthcare professional and you're consulted by a patient with a cold or a viral infection and that person has asthma, you may be able to prevent an asthma attack by ensuring their asthma treatment is optimized to include correct use of a preventer inhaler. So where does Dr. Zeffler's volcano effect fit in? So you have an underlying inflammation, possibly because you're not taking your preventer inhaler as prescribed by your doctor, or you may have more serious asthma that's there most of the time. And then what happens is your airways are attacked by a virus. That's a cold or another kind of virus infection. And this causes increased inflammation where the virus causes stimulation of the cells in your blood. These cells then cause swelling of the walls of the air passages. They also cause collection of phlegm or mucus inside the airways. So the cells are the cause of that phlegm or mucus inside the airways. And also this causes obstruction of those airways. So that yellow or green phlegm that you cough up at the start of a cold might not be because of the infection. It might be the response that your body's making in response to the infection. And this is in drawing in these blood cells into the areas where the infection is. So that yellow or green phlegm might consist of these white blood cells, which are called eosinophils or neutrophils or pus, and they collect in large numbers in the lungs. And they also release substances that cause increased twitchiness of your airways. This is also called hyper-responsiveness of your airways, and that causes your airways to go into spasm and to tighten. 
the so-called bronchospasm that you get in an asthma attack. So to explain that a little bit more clearly, what's happening is that the blood cells that get stimulated by the infection start releasing substances which include histamine, and this makes your air passages irritable or twitchy. This results in tightening or spasm of the air passages, and at the same time, because these cells are stimulated to collect in and around the airways, the walls of the airways swell up, and also you get the cells collecting inside the air passages. So there are three things that are causing your airway passages to get narrowed or tightened. And this causes coughing, wheezing, and shortness of breath. Now this process can take up to a week to develop. And that's why you need to start implementing yours or your child's acute asthma action plan from your doctor as early as possible in order to prevent this inflammatory process from causing a severe asthma attack. So all of these things happen in a way that can be compared with a sudden explosion of a volcano following the build-up where you had underlying inflammation and then you get exposed to a virus and this results in that increased irritability, spasm of the airways, swelling and further obstruction of the airways, which all happen together like an explosion of a volcano. And as I said, this can take a few days to a few weeks after the initial exposure to the virus for the attack to actually happen. So in summary, one way to prevent virus infections from causing asthma attacks is to make sure that your asthma is well controlled. And there are two ways to do that. First, ensure that you follow your doctor's advice and take your preventer inhaler as prescribed. Make sure that you're using your inhaler correctly. And second, if you have an asthma attack, see your doctor soon afterwards and ask whether there are any modifiable factors that could be dealt with to prevent a future attack from happening. Next, asthma attacks can and are caused by virus infections, mainly rhinovirus infections or the common cold. These infections can happen at any time of the year. Um, however, they do happen most often in the autumn or fall and when children return to school after summer breaks. Asthma attacks caused by virus infections usually come on slowly in days or weeks. Other viruses can cause asthma attacks, for example, influenza or flu and COVID. So it's advisable for people with asthma to take up vaccination if advised by your doctor and also to make sure that your asthma is well controlled. Because we did find during the COVID pandemic that people with well-controlled asthma, in other words, people who were taking regular preventer medication, were less likely to have asthma attacks due to COVID. Finally, when a virus infection starts, you may only have mild symptoms, and you may only have one of those symptoms, that's coughing, wheezing, or shortness of breath. And if you or your child have got asthma, and you start getting symptoms at the start of a cold, um, that's the time to start following your acute asthma self-management plan, which has been provided by your doctor. 
And if your coughing, wheezing or shortness of breath is getting worse, you should consult your doctor urgently. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asmaspotlight at gmail.com. And I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.